0: Hello, and welcome to episode 185 of Outnumbered the Podcast. In today's episode, we're interviewing Cindy Bailey about her experience with divorce. As you know, here at Outnumbered, we are huge proponents of marriage and especially good, healthy marriages. We even have a whole series on it. So, why would we bring on a guest to talk about divorce? It's because we realize that marriage and the family are under attack. And so while our number one intention for our own marriages and our deepest hope for each and every one of you is that your marriages last until death do us part, we realize that your life has probably been touched by another couple's divorce, or you may be in the position of interacting with a child whose life has been changed forever by their parents' divorce, and you may be feeling unequipped to help, comfort, or counsel the person experiencing this terrible event. We hope this interview with Cindy will give you insight into how to navigate a tricky or difficult situation. We think you'll discover that Cindy herself is a big cheerleader of marriage, and you'll appreciate her poignant and heartfelt advice. Hello, and welcome to Outnumbered the Podcast. I'm Audrey.
1: Friends, we are back with another guest episode. We just love our guest episodes because we get to bring somebody on that knows more about a topic than we do, <laughs> which is quite often. Actually, a lot of people know more than we do. But <laughs> welcome to Cindy Bailey to the podcast. <laughs> Hi, Cindy. Hello, Cindy. You want to introduce yourself real quick?
2: Um, Sure. I am Cindy Bailey. I um, am a mom of six kids and I am a landscape and pool designer and a lot of other trades under my belt there. I've done a little bit of everything. Uh,
0: That sounds really amazing. I want to know, like, I want to see some of the things, the landscapes that you've designed. Um, You need to go follow her. You're not private on Instagram, right, Cindy? I'm not. I okay. have okay. I have a design
2: account and then my personal account, and neither one's private, though it probably okay.
1: should be. But <laughs>
2: okay. my yeah, let's link your design account. Tell us what it is. Okay, so my design account is Cindy Bailey Designs, um, and yeah, you can follow along there.
1: It's a lot of fun, sure. and really pretty fun stuff. You can get on there and just drool and be like, one
2: <laughs> day <laughs> I'll <laughs> be your dog like this. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: All right, so we usually start. Um, each episode off with humor, Cindy, just because that helps keep motherhood light. And we're wondering if you have a funny mom moment or experience to share with us.
2: Well, I have plenty of them, but one that I was thinking about was, um, it was shortly after I had gotten divorced and I, I have four very, at the time, four very small kids. They were all very close in age, the oldest being like seven and the youngest was about three and a half, um, Mm, almost four when we got divorced. And so I just remember going to church was always a task, um, especially early morning church. And so I one day was just really hustling. I was determined to get there on time. And I remember finally getting in there. We were about five minutes beforehand and I was feeling so accomplished. I was put together. All four kids just looked impeccable and I just was so happy. And then like 15 minutes into the service, I looked down and noticed that my son, Jake, had on football cleats (laughs) (laughs) that were just, you know, (laughs) two sizes too big. And it just... (laughs) It was just funny. So, and of course, instead of doing anything, all I did was take a picture and put it on the Instagram account. So, that's about as funny as I can think of right now. But, got a lot of nuggets like that. So,
0: hey, at least uh, he had shoes on and they were like matching yes, shoes. You know, absolutely. Right? And he wasn't going to fall because there was lots of traction on those guys. So. He was maybe he was making
1: getting ready to make a break for it. He didn't want to go to Sunday school or something. He was just going to take off, and you were well, not going to catch him. He had just started football, um, just like what was it? Not
2: tackle football, um, flag football. And so he had just gotten the cleats and he was very excited about it. But it took me all the way, you know, 15, 20 minutes deep into church before I noticed he had those on. So <laughs> it was very so funny. So
1: kids are so creative with their dressing room. Right? Yeah. Okay. So just on the outset, we want to acknowledge that a big life change like divorce is something that we obviously cannot cover in 30 minutes. We are going to just skim the surface. Um, As I've talked to friends who have gone through a divorce, it seems like obviously there's lots of personal issues that you're dealing with. But one of the prevailing themes I always end up talking to friends about is how it affects their kids, right? Because as moms, that's like our number one priority is to make sure our kids are safe and healthy and happy. So what would you say was the I'd love to get a good and a bad aspect of it. What would be the hardest aspect of going through all this with your kids and what would be the best? Well,
2: the hardest aspect, well, and this could be split up into two ways, the hardest aspect for me and probably the hardest aspect for my kids. Um, The hardest aspect for my kids is obviously now they have two parents at two different homes and trying to navigate going back and forth and how confusing that can be um, both, You know, it's physically and emotionally exhausting. And it's just, especially, well, I think at really any age with kids, it would be completely confusing. And so that would probably be. And I'm sure that my kids would agree with that, that that's probably the most difficult thing is now there's two households and there's two sets of roles and there's two parents. And am I allowed to talk about the other parent when I'm at your house? And can I talk about, you know, you when I'm at their house? And, and so I think that that's probably been, especially in the earlier stages of getting divorced, like trying to figure out, you know, what, what that means for them. It's a new life. So Um, now for me, (laughs) for me, and this is just my own personal experience, um, there was still a lot of hurt and, um, the hardest thing for me has been able to, um, or has been trying to allow my children to continue a relationship with someone that I had a really, or continue to have a difficult time with. Um, and, that's not an easy thing to do. And so um, that's taken a lot of time. I I think that I'm not an expert in anything and I could have always, you know, I'll admit I could always do better, but that was one thing that was probably the hardest thing for me was to allow my children to continue to have a relationship with their dad, that it was okay and almost encouraging it when I was like, (laughs) tap out, I'm done,
0: you know, kind yeah. of a thing. All right. So I want to talk a little bit more about that. Um, one time when um, we had some friends going through divorce and I was um, helping some of the children um, through that time, one of the children's teachers told me that in her experience, children always blame themselves for their parents' divorce. And I wanted to like dig into that a little bit more. Like how do you, so you're talking about struggling with all these negative and hard feelings toward Uh your spouse and then your children are going to have their own set of um, things that they're dealing with, whether it's grief that their parents' marriage didn't work out or like blame, self-blame, like, you know, it's their fault. So how do you um, how how do you help your children when you know they're struggling with such huge things? When it's you know such a huge thing for you as well.
2: Well, um, you know I, and maybe. <laughs> Maybe I should talk to my kids more, but I, I didn't notice that so much, but that would be like my advice is to make sure that there is open dialogue and uh, allowing a place for your children to be able to express concerns and those kinds of things. Um, I do, at the time I did go, was going through my divorce. I was heavily involved in my own, you know, counseling and um, I would have liked to have had my children in counseling at that time. It just wasn't an option right then. But shortly after we got divorced, it became an option for us, which was super helpful. I hands down would recommend that all day long, every day, upways, sideways, backwards and forwards. You know, I am a, a big, um, a big encourager of therapy and
0: counseling. I just wanted to, um, break in and ask for reference, how old were your kids? Like what was the range of the ages between so my- the oldest and youngest? Okay. So my oldest was
2: seven years old, which is young. (laughs) And then I had two little boys and then my youngest daughter was three and a half. Um, but I do remember encouraging my children to be prayerful. Um, which is kind of an interesting thing to talk to like a seven year old, a six year old, a five year old and almost four year old about that. But, um, but that was one thing that we always talked about was being, you know, like if you're ever having a hard time, you can call on heavenly father and, you know, pray to him and ask for help to feel at least better or to not feel so sad. And
1: yeah. And in a, and in a day and age when it seems like we're all encouraged to just protect our children as much humanly possible, (laughs) um, but we can't protect them from everything. And so early on, what an awesome lesson that your kids got that life is going to be hard. And I'm sorry, it's this hard this early on, but that doesn't, That doesn't mean it will break us. You know, we can do whatever is required of us to get through. I love that. This summer comes up on teen years that my ex-husband and I have been divorced.
2: And so that theme continues to be part of our daily conversations or weekly um, conversations like, hey, we've done hard things before and we can do hard things again, you know?
1: So you mentioned counseling, you mentioned crafting. <laughs> um, I would love to know what you think your, your best tool for specifically self-care, mental health is, and then any others that you really, really recommend for getting yourself through that sort of crisis situation. Okay. Hands down counseling.
2: But as I started to pursue counseling, it took me a very long time to find the right fit. And I just want to kind of stress that just because you go to counseling, when you go to counseling, it is not like a very immediate fix. It takes time to kind of build up that knowledge and that kind of trust and um, that rapport with your counselor. And it was phenomenal. Like... It just was when you find the right fit there, it really just kind of comes into place. Um, but ongoing therapy. Second thing for self-care is finding a good circle of friends and um, Counseling is a big deal, but there's also having people that you can talk to um, in such a sensitive situation when there are children involved. There is one thing I never wanted to be the reason why my children weren't allowed to have a relationship with their dad. Never. And that will never, no matter what happens or you know what he does or what I do, I never want to be the reason why they can't have a relationship. It's their dad. They love him no matter who he is or what he does. They're always going to love their dad and they should be allowed to do so Um, but there's also this element of needing to be able to talk about it and be validated Um, I'm going to get emotional Um, there are people that were in my life at that time um, that I would not have been able to uh, navigate you know, the divorce or even the single lady years without them. Sorry. Um, To me, there were angels here on earth here to support me. And it was a blessing. Sorry. So that to me is very important to make sure that you surround yourself and your children with people who are going to help you. And also allow your children to continue to have a relationship with their parent, because that is what is important. They should be allowed to have an equal relationship with both sides of the both sides of the story. It's not their fault. Don't make it their fault that you guys got divorced. Allow them to continue to have a relationship with both sides, even though it can sometimes be really hard.
0: <laughs> um, well, thank you for sharing that and your vulnerability because um, I I've had the unique. Um, experience of being a friend to somebody who's going through a divorce for the past two years. And I have felt kind of um, like a little helpless. Like the only thing I can do is just be a friend and offer encouragement and positivity and point my friend to the Lord. And it just um, is kind of neat to hear you say that there's like, that's so meaningful. Like I I don't have any experience or any advice to offer mm-hmm. my friend, just Um, friendship. And it's kind of special to hear you say that that's enough.
2: Well, Audrey and all, honestly, there's, there's real, or there's really not anything anyone can do. It's just something that you have to kind of journey through. There's not a right or a wrong way to do it, but knowing that you have somebody there that you can talk to and that is willing to do something or to love you and love your children. That's, that's all anyone in that situation really needs because you can't, you can't solve the problems. You can't make any of it better. You can't make the situation be breezier. Um, you know, it it really is about just being, just being willing to be there. And, um, I, I feel fortunate to have that. And I'm, I'm sure your friend feels the same thing, even though it seems
0: like you're not able to do anything. Okay. So one last question we have for you. What would you tell a mom with really young children like you had going through a divorce? Like Would you have a piece of advice for them that would just kind of make it easier than it was for you or easier than it was for your kids?
2: Um, I would just say you need to allow yourself to grieve the loss of a marriage because a loss of a marriage is very much like a loss of, like a loss of a loved one. It's the, it's a death of something. Um, it was a death of this idea I had of what the rest of my life would entail. It's the death of, you know, this family that I thought I was creating. And, um, I think when we shove down those kinds of emotions, um, they don't go anywhere. They stay right there and, um, they can come up and wait to kind of surprise you or bite you in the butt. So I definitely think that allowing, um, allowing time to grieve is is super necessary. Um, the other thing, and probably most important at all, I have, been approached multiple times by people who've come out of the woodwork since I've been divorced asking me for advice on divorce. And the very first thing that I've always told them is I have no intention of being an advocate for divorce, none at all. The best situation for you and your family would be is if you guys can work it out. Um, because, getting a divorce solves one problem and creates a million more. And so, um, I would be very cautious in making that decision and really, really deep dive and make sure that that's what you really want to do. Um, because marriage is hard. Even a great marriage is hard. Um, Marriage is something that two people have to actively work towards, and I understand that there's times when you know one party doesn't want to work on it anymore, or you know decides to make choices that prevent you from having this team. But um, I, I never want to be the poster child for divorce. That's not anything I ever, ever wanted in my life. And so I was always very cautious about like, hey, the best thing you could do is try to worry. If there's a sliver of a chance, if there's a sliver of hope, go to therapy, work on it, try to get it figured out. Mm -hmm. Because there is nothing pleasant about it, (laughs) getting divorced. It's very hard. Even if you're like, you come to the decision amicably, and then you start the divorce process. And man, those lawyers really kind of fuel that you know, it, it, This division of assets is what it becomes. And your kids oftentimes become in the crossfire of dividing those assets. The kids themselves become part of assets because if you have your kids for X amount of hours, then this person has to pay this person for those X amount of hours. And then it just becomes this numbers game. And kids oftentimes get very lost in the shuffle. And it's a very, very difficult, it's a very, very difficult time for all. And so my biggest thing that I just First and foremost, if there is any hope to save your marriage, do everything you can to do so, because this is not a fun lifestyle, Being divorced, going through a divorce and then being a single mom is so hard. Mm -hmm. I, I was kind of, you know, in kind of preparation for this. I, I, I did, I told you guys, I did like a deep dive on my Instagram and, um, just because I posted a lot because I, I think because I was lonely and I was desperately, I mean, my whole family lived, you know, in another state. I've never lived by my family as an adult. Um, and so I would Instagram all the things and all the chaos things so that my parents would know that I was okay. Um, and that they wouldn't worry about it me as much. And then if I hadn't posted anything, my mom would be like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, no, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. Even when I posted that yesterday, but, um, but I try to see the joy. Yes. But don't, even jumping back on that dive on my Instagram, it was very, um, it's just hard to look back on it, even the good things we had. So we were so blessed. My kids and I have been so blessed. We have had such a strong community, and we've had people that have really rallied around us and loved us and helped us through really, really hard times. But it's also just like, oh, it's really cringy to like look back and, you know the immaturity, I, you know, there's immature parts. Um, and there's really, really sad parts in there too, that I was reminded of. And I don't like looking back on those, um, times because I was tired and I was overwhelmed and I didn't feel like I was able to really be the kind of mom I wanted to be during that time. But I also had to learn some hard lessons that it was okay, (laughs) that I just needed to do the best that I could and you can do the best that you can and just pray that this is where the atonement can come into my life and that I can only do so much and that I rely on my savior to pick up my slack. And, um, I am very emotional. (laughs) Um, I mentioned earlier that my dad had passed away when I was seven years old. Um, I've never felt such a thinning of the veil than I did during that time. Um, And I firmly believe that there's people that walk among us, you know, that are angels in our life. But I truly believe in um, those ancestors and family members that have passed on before us that can come in and really help whether it's comfort and protect. Um, I had lots of blessings during that time and people who didn't know anything about my dad but would give me a blessing and talk about how my dad, Jeff, was there um, walking the halls at night, guarding my family as we slept. And there was just a lot of really tender mercies that I experienced during that time and feeling My dad, who had died 30 years ago, feeling him so closely, and it was truly a blessing and a very special time in my life. Being able to get to know him on the other side of the veil was a very special thing for me. I got off on such a tangent. I apologize, but these are my thoughts.
1: (laughs) I'm I'm so glad you shared them. And I just wanted to point out two things that I heard from your story. And one was that it's okay to be sad. It's okay to to realize that, like you say, you go down your, your, your history and you realize that was a dark time and it was so hard. And yet the sun comes out, you know, you get to a point in your life where it's no longer this brooding cloud over you all the time. And then you're able to show up for other people, you know, and you can be an angel for someone else. Like you said, you saw in your own life.
2: Well, and the, the other thing, too, is just expect yourself to make mistakes because you're going to, mm-hmm. you know, and don't dwell on those mistakes. I mean, we we learn from mistakes and we grow and, you know, we just try to be a little bit better the next day. Mm-hmm. And I made lots of mistakes. I continue to make lots of mistakes, but I, I definitely made a lot of mistakes during that time for sure. So give Welcome. yourself grace.
1: Welcome to the club. Right. Yeah. Of mistakes. Right. Here we are. <laughs> well cindy thank you so much for showing up and for showing such a hard part of your life to us we really appreciate you oh thanks happy to be here all right take care friends we'll talk next. all right bye bye thanks for listening friends click the link in the show notes to subscribe to our email and never miss another episode
0: show us some love by leaving a review on itunes or sharing the podcast with a friend thanks for all your support we'll talk to you next week